0: Hi there. Sunday, April the 28th, 2019. I am seated behind Silvervale in my delightfully green backyard where there are pink and red roses, question mark, blooming uh, amongst the green that is back here now. The grass has come out and it is gorgeous and the trees are a thousand different shades of California green under a California, but Carolina blue sky. I am very content in this moment. There are birds, and there are there are aromas, and it is it is a gorgeous day. Hi, I'm Hannibal. Welcome to Across the Table, episode forty-two. Yeah, wow. Okay, I haven't really been uh, uh, vigilant. On, on these things, as I probably should have. But uh, the goal in mind I have was to unleash stories and to put them out there, and true to form, I don't have much of an agenda with things um, as far as timeline goes. I'm going to try to be a little more professional about it, but we we uh, we know about me and professionalism. Uh, it is at the heart of what I do, uh, the striving for excellence and the, the road to the excellence of execution, if you will, but, uh, yeah, if I don't have a deadline, I like to watch them whiz past, <laughs> even if I do have a deadline. Anyway, um, Grand Adventures, the past couple of weeks, two different trips to Miami uh, for corporate magic work. Um, it is less than a week now from the Academy of Magical Arts um, Awards night. I, uh, For those of you that don't know, for those of you that follow me... Uh, I have been nominated for Close-Up Magician of the Year by the Academy. Um, very surprising, very humbling, um, and a uh, very, very huge honor just to be nominated. Uh, I would like to win. Uh, all the all the votes are in now, and nothing can be changed, and there are a multitude of people who already know who the winner is. I'd like to be a winner, but honest to goodness, uh, to be among the, the, the other four names that are up, uh, that, that's a huge honor just all by itself. I'm a very, very blessed man. I've, I worked very hard at what I do, and it is uh, it is a huge blessing to get recognized for the work and the art that I've put into it. So, I will be uh, attending next Saturday night, May the 4th, on Star Wars Day, uh, for the Academy Awards. The Academy Awards. For the Academy of Magical Arts Awards. Um, my date for the evening will be the incomparable Michelle LeBelle. Um... Uh, a wonderful friend who, um, uh, we're going to go, we're going to have fun, we're going to eat, drink, and be merry, and dance, and whoever wins and whoever does not win, because there are no losers in this competition, um, we're going to have ourselves a grand time. That f- that same evening, later on, uh, after the after party, um, I'm going to be performing as Orson Welles. Uh, I'm going to be channeling the ghost of Orson Welles in the hat and hair Lounge in the world-famous Magic Castle I will be performing the act that he used to perform in that room Um, I will be putting on his character, so to speak Doing his uh, voice um, And and becoming Orson Welles for the delight and merriment of the after-party people Who knows? Might lead somewhere Might do something with that moron down the road What's else going on in the world? Endgame, don't know yet, haven't seen it Big, strong feelings about um, about the last one. I may end up not going at all. Uh, I'd like to have closure on the story, because of course I'd like to have closure on the story, but um, not at the expense of the things that I witnessed. Uh, refer back to my previous uh, podcast about uh, what I feel about that, or uh, take a look at the uh, at the blog. I've had some pretty strong feelings about it. I posted on Facebook to a very largely supportive group of people. Um, Love does not equal abuse. Um, And the movie tried, well, excuse me, Infinity War tried very strongly to suggest that love does equal abuse, and that uh, there were several scenes of of just straight-out torture uh, of someone, uh, to someone, by someone who purported to love them. And maybe that's the norm these days. Maybe we torture each other, maybe we belittle each other, maybe we I don't see it that way. I don't think that's the best way to go with love. I think one loves with kindness and with the expression of, uh, of of a loving hand and a loving word. At least that's the way I hope it is. That's the way it is with me, or at least what I strive to be. Um, what I want to talk about right now is, or for this little episode, is um, my journey to Miami. Um... Before that, <laughs> here's a quick uh, commercial advertisement for myself. Um, there will very soon be a website called A Little Spider. Um, and there is already existing a podcast of that title, A Little Spider. You can find it on SoundCloud. Um, I'm pretty sure it's soundcloud.com/slash a little spider or little spider. Anyway, it's me. Um, reciting or, or reading poetry that I've written uh, some short stories that I've written some poetry and short stories that I So I was hired to go to St. Augustine to do a company party. It was a 10-year anniversary of this company's foundation. There were five key people who helped found the thing, uh, had its dream and its vision, and uh, lived together, literally lived together in a condominium uh, while they formed this company. And of course, when you do that and you're in proximity with people that you're living and working with all the time, you learn things about them. So the initial contact that I got from this company was that they had heard my name. I was highly recommended from someone. And they wanted me to come and present an uplifting, inspiring show about the growth of a company or the forming of an idea or the putting together of things uh, like art does and comes together. Uh, that The audience was going to be clients, friends, and family of uh, the company, and especially the company leadership. Um, they wanted me to pull together a moment on stage where we could embarrass and perhaps humiliate um, these key figures. And I immediately pushed back against that because I've, I've had those kinds of things come up before and I strongly urge against it. Far better to make them look like heroes, far better to, to needle them gently, perhaps, on some of the things that happened back when everyone was living in a condo um, rather than put them into a humiliating situation or or a place where the audience would be laughing at them rather than with them. Um, that, that struggle went on for several weeks in the negotiations about how the show was going to do. Um, I finally had to say it, it, it really was a breaking point for me. I, I won't be a party to humiliating anyone on my stage. And, um, uh, it it came down to me saying, I- if that's the way we're going to have to have it, I'm going to have to excuse myself from this. And, you know, from my point of view, I had my fingers crossed and was holding my breath as I stood my ground on this because it was a paycheck I really needed. But when it comes to my art, when it comes to what I'm going to put on my stage, um, money is not the first, second, or third consideration of what I'm going to do. And if it is against what I feel, if it's against what I think is smart for the client, if it's against what I believe in as far as my art goes, I simply won't do it. And that has been to my fiscal detriment in the past, but I hold true to that today. They finally saw it my way, or at least they saw my determination in pursuing it, and agreed that I could do the show the way that I uh, wanted to do it. And the show was a success. It was, a, it was a rousing success. Um, I did the, the very first bit that I did on stage. I did with the five keystones of this company. And I used the information that I knew about them from their past. And there was some gentle, uh, some gentle ribbing um, and, and calling into, uh, into uh, memory. Some happy times, some funny times. Uh, all built into a nifty little mentalism act. Uh, that I do. It lasts about 10 minutes, but at the end of it, uh, the audience was on my side. Uh, More importantly, the five key figures, the very important people who own and run this company, were on my side, and everyone knew what my sense of humor was like, and they they felt safe. Um, If you, For those of you who, who do magic, for those of you who put forth efforts on stage, if you get your audience to like you right up front, you won't have much trouble in recruiting volunteers later. Uh, the sad fact is, is that uh, too many people have been embarrassed or ridiculed or made to look silly or stupid on stage by so-called magicians. And, uh, and so there's a real pushback um, as far as getting quality uh, relaxed people up on stage, and don't you want your audience relaxed? Don't you want them having a good time? I mean, rather than poking too much fun at them at their expense. I hope your answer to that question is, "Well, yes, Hannibal. I certainly would like that." At any rate, um, the show went beautifully. It was one of those nights where um, I was working very hard, but uh, but I sold it well, and so it came off looking not as hard as I was working and I clicked, the audience and I clicked really hard together and I I got a few uh, very, very lucky shots in um, sometimes things just happen perfectly uh, for no apparent reason and I've learned to pick up on those things and run with them so I had several of those good moments and uh, humble brag but a, a well-deserved standing ovation at the end I, I put my heart and my soul and my, my physical self into it and I brought them along with me and they repaid me with a standing ovation that was beautiful and lovely. Um, and I won't say I deserved it, but I will say that I earned it. Uh, I worked hard for it and I was very grateful that they agreed. So, uh, one of the battles that I conceded on in this particular show was they also wanted close-up walk-around strolling magic. And in general, those things happen at the cocktail hour before dinner and before the big show at the end. Well, this particular company wanted the walk around magic to happen after the big show. Like we want to keep you a surprise. We don't want everybody to know uh, we have a magician coming on. And honestly, I personally don't like that kind of situation. I want them to know what kind of entertainment they're getting. I want them to be able to to research who I am, to throw up a Google search and find out what kind of entertainment they're getting, so that they see ahead of time. I have no problem with you looking up my reputation or my testimonials or anything else you can find online or in my social media. Know who your entertainment is, I say. But um, in order for bigger battles to be to be won, uh, I conceded this one because I, I can follow me, if that makes sense. Um, it's it's hard to follow a powerful act. It's certainly hard to follow um, the, the effort that I put forth that evening. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to if if I wouldn't want to follow someone like me, but I know that I've already established who I am, I've already got some inside jokes going on, and I can I can take it down to the table side after a show and, and do some close up. Uh, miracles in the hands kind of things. And they already they already know me, and they already hopefully like me by that time. So I gave that one to them. Okay, we'll do the close-up. We'll do an hour or so of close-up after the big show. And we'll go to the VIP tables, and we'll, we'll get to the people who are maybe in the back of the room who couldn't see as well, and everybody will go home happy. And for the most part, that's exactly what happened. Um, I went, and I changed my... Uh, changed my shirt because I was sweating. I brushed my hair and I brushed my teeth and I got all cleaned up and went back out um, to uh, to the floor and went to went to the tables and started performing close up for the for the VIPs. Now the nature of things as it is is of course I started off working at the table and other people wandered over and so again there were large groups clustered around the table watching the close up show. And I played that for all of it, all it was worth. Uh, I gave them uh, a full hour, uh, finishing up the evening with the uh, with the five biggies uh, at their table with the five VIP owner operators, and pulled out some new stuff for them, and and shook the room, shook the rafters. Just uh, I took it as far as I possibly could, and uh, and gave them inspiration and storytelling and magic in the Hannibal style. Well, they were very happy, they were very grateful, they had a wonderful time, I had a wonderful time, and then, and then, and then, as I was standing up from the table and taking my bows and gathering the things together and shaking hands and all the things that happened at the end of the night, a table of four, who I had not been able to get to, were waving me over, like, like, adamantly standing up, waving me over to the table, and I could not say no. I was riding on such a high, and I was riding on a, a great evening of, of a great show with a great audience that I said, well, hell with it, I'll do one more show. I'll do one more table. It's not, you know, it's not going to... was it hurting, right? Uh, and, you know, I look at my job as I get to perform rather than I have to perform. So I got to perform for one more. The table was a group of four people, there were an older couple, slightly older than myself, I'm gonna put them in their early 60s, early to mid 60s perhaps, seated together, this is a round table, and then a young lady and a young gentleman, clearly a couple, but not seated together, they were seated across the table from each other. She was the one that was waving me over uh, so desperately and so adamantly, huge smile on her face, uh, I had recognized her, or, or I'd seen her from the stage and recognized her later. Um, she was one having a great time throughout the throughout the thing. I had not called on her for the show because of where she was seated. Other than that, I definitely noticed her. Um, early twenties, twenty-four, twenty-five, maybe. I'm gonna put them in that somewhere in there. I could be very mistaken with that, and I uh, I have misjudged on many occasions, but based on certain things they said, I'm going to put them in their early 20s. Um, this young gentleman is the goofus I was talking about. As I approach the table, and all smiles, and, and yes, yes, I'm coming over, and, and, and everything else, acknowledging them, waving me over. And uh, As I approach the table, and as I was getting ready to sit down, uh, Mr. Goofus looks at me with his arms folded and said, well, three of the four people at this table want to see you. And that took me aback for a moment. And I said, Oh, uh, would you prefer that I leave? And he said, Well, I would prefer that you leave, but the three of them want to see you, so you may as well stay. And I thought, Okay, I've got trouble. Um, There are people who do not like magic. There are people who do not like certain forms of comedy. There are people who don't like country western music. There are people who don't like jazz music. There are people who don't just generally like certain kinds of art in particular. And, you know, you can point them to great examples of said art, and you can show them, you know, what you consider to be uh, wonderful things in any particular brand of music or art or style, but they just plain won't like it. In the immortal words of Doctor Who and the... Doctor Who, gosh, that's wrong. Doctor Hook and the Medicine Show, some folks love ham hocks, and some folks love pork chops, and some folks love vegetable soup. Everybody's got their own thing. And I am willing to concede that no matter how good a show I might do, there's gonna be someone in the audience who just doesn't like it. Because he just doesn't like magic. Or maybe he doesn't like the way I'm dressed. Or maybe he doesn't like my style or the way I wear my hair. It, it, the, the cause is irrelevant. The fact is, this particular gentleman didn't like me, or my show, or my art, or something and he was going to visibly show it um, regardless of how it made him look. And that's where things get dicey. Uh, People who take this attitude have a, uh, a horrifying capacity to make themselves look bad but then blame it on the person they're trying to ridicule when everyone else doesn't take their side. And unfortunately, that's what happened this evening. As I sat down, I offered to, I offered to leave, I offered to, uh, you know, skip the table anyway, because I was already over time, Um, but the other three were adamant, and some of the people from the VIP table had wandered over to watch a little bit more, and so I said, I understand, maybe you just don't like magic, Um, maybe you didn't like the show, I, I, I won't, I won't force you into this one I won't call on you I will if you'd like I will just completely ignore you um, and it won't be personal I'm not; nothing's personal and he said well you can ignore me then you're not gonna you know just just ignore me and don't call on me so okay so fine not a problem I've got three other people there I can make happy etc um, etc et and I thought I'll, I'll do a quick little bit I'll do five to ten minutes tops and I'll be on my merry happy little way and everybody will feel good they'll have some good magic I'll have a good time And I will try to not take this personally. Unfortunately, Goofus was not going to allow it to not be personal. Um, I was doing the Pringles routine. Um, For those of you familiar, Pringles routine has been my staple for 20 years. And it has evolved and it has turned into a thing of beauty and it's a reputation of mine. And people love it. So I launched into the Pringles routine. He decided it would be clever for him to take the Pringles can off the table. He thought it would be a great idea to open it and see what was inside. He thought it would be a great idea to hold the Pringles can down to the table so that I could do nothing with it. Uh, He thought it would be a good idea to grab the cards out of my hand and look through them or demand to shuffle uh, whenever he saw fit. And so since he insisted on being part of the show, I allowed him to be a part of the show. I have enough control over what I do and the way I perform, that things like that no longer shake me. I've worked on the streets, my friend. I have worked in bars. I have worked in restaurants. And I have seen much, much worse than yourself um, attempt to throw my act off and and succeed for for that matter. But um, this dude was not going to throw me off my game. He he didn't have the capacity to do it. and, And I recognize that quickly, and it became a, a, very, a very thin line of, I could really, really embarrass you if that was my inclination, but I think I'm just going to feed the rope out and let you, you know, let you do that yourself. So I played along, and I let him shuffle when he wanted to, and I copped cards out, and I palmed cards out, and and, and other things just to, you know, one, to, uh, to not disturb or foil the act. And two, to, to regain, you know, to keep my control the way it was. And every once in a while, I would gently ask him, are you trying to spoil everyone else's good time? And it, it fed out into the audience. A lot of times with hecklers like this particular guy, um, you don't have to do anything. You just stop and watch them, and their own people will start embarrassing him, embarrassing them for you. Which is what happened here. Uh, his girlfriend, as it turned out the young lady was his girlfriend, um, was indignant that he would, was trying to spoil her good time. The, uh, the older couple was very upset with him, but he didn't seem to notice. He, he wanted to be the center of attention. He wanted to take me down in any way he possibly could. And so he made it his goal to, uh, to spoil the show it's it's sad. It's it's kind of sad, and it was very humiliating to him, although he didn't know it at the time, because he had a group of about twenty people completely against him, completely upset, and and at some point angry with him uh, at what he was doing, but he didn't notice because all his focus alone was me, and and his his excuse to me and his response to me was. You're fake. You can't do real magic. Nobody does real magic. You're defrauding people. You're lying to people. You're not, uh... You're uh, you're a fraud and a phony. And I said, yeah, you're, you're right. I am. Everything I'm doing here is a lie. It's like, it's almost as if I was in a play portraying a character and, uh, and, you know, and sticking to the character rather than breaking the wall. That's all I'm doing here. I'm providing entertainment. And he didn't get it. He thought... I don't know exactly what he thought. Maybe he thought I was promoting my own religion, or maybe he thought I was in touch with some dark power. Th- those, those are legitimate things that people have brought up to me before. But whatever it was, he was insisting that I was lying, and he was going to catch me in my lie. And somehow catching me in my lie, or, or making me look bad, was going, to, was going to save the evening for everyone. Uh, anyway, I recognized that he was on this quest, and... I did my best to thwart it and, and looked for a way to wrap things up quickly. Because with this particular kind of personality, there is no winning. Uh, he was going to go till either he caught me or just ruined everything for everyone. And I wanted to end the show before he had that opportunity. So, I cut the show. I was I was planning already ahead of time where I was going to cut the show and how I was going to cut it short. Um... The lady had chosen in in the course of the uh, in the course of the Pringles Act, the lady had chosen the Ace of Hearts. Uh, I began producing Ace of Hearts from my pockets, many many Ace of Hearts from different pockets. Um, he was, uh, re, uh, Goofus was reaching into my pockets and trying to find more. He was reaching into my jacket and trying to find more. He was patting me down um, in a very uh, invasive personal way. And I let it go and I made it a joke, and I, because there was nothing to find. There was no, you know, no hidden compartments, no secrets he could find. It was just rude and invasive. And several people pointed that out to him. Anyway, when he couldn't find it, he snatched the deck, or he went to snatch the deck from my hands and said something along the lines of, I bet there's at least six of them, six Ace of Hearts in this deck right now. And I said, with, uh, with the ace of hearts actually hidden in my left hand. I said, did you use the word bet? I think that's a grand idea. How about we get the next round, whoever is correct. I say, uh, you're wrong. Um, and if you find more than one, I will buy a round of drinks for everybody here. And if you are wrong, uh, then you buy the drinks. And he grabbed the deck, started going through it, at which point, and those of you familiar with this act will understand, um, I put the uh, the ace of hearts into my glasses, um, visibly seen, and I showed my hands empty, and I showed that it wasn't under the Pringles can. And at that point, he is so focused on the deck in his hands and finding the ace of hearts that he completely doesn't notice. Lots of pictures were taken. Lots of people were laughing out loud because he had he had walked right into the trap that I had set. And while I was not trying to personally humiliate him, his own attitude did that. Um, so he went through the deck, and he went through the deck again, and he counted the cards out one at a time onto the table, and everything he could think of, and got horribly, horribly frustrated in the fact that he could not catch me out on this one thing. Uh, he was trying to peel the cards apart. Uh, uh, peel the cards apart. It was, it was hilarious, to be honest. Eventually, he slammed his hand down on the table, and he looked up in in just rage and frustration and saw the Ace of Hearts behind my glasses. At which point he took my deck of cards and sprung them into my face. Just sprung them out of his hand in a cascade into my face. And the room got quiet. It got quiet fast. And he stood up and his face was red and his fists were clenched. And I quietly said, did that make you feel better? And he obviously wanted to take a swing. He wanted to punch me. He, was, he had gone that far into his own rage that uh, he was ready to fight right there and right then. It didn't matter where he was or what kind of event he was or who was watching, he was ready to fight. So I calmly said, Goofus, you need to take... I, did, I used his name. I didn't call him Goofus there. said you need to take a deep breath, maybe drink some water, calm down. It's just a show. You know, there's no honor lost here. You just, you know, I've done this for a while. And it was all in entertainment. And uh, he said, I think we need to settle this man-to-man. And my response was, Really? You want to step outside and prove that you're a man? And he said, yeah. And I said, okay. So he turned around and stomped towards the door, got about halfway there and looked around and saw me still seated at the table and said, are you coming? I said, no, I'm not coming. You're going to go outside and prove that you're a man. I'm going to stay here and entertain people. Which broke the tension in the group. They got a huge laugh. He called out to his girlfriend to come with him. She said, no. Uh, you need to go outside and cool off. Uh, you've made a fool of yourself, and you need to go outside and cool off. So, he did. He took to his cooling heels and uh, and left the room. Um, it was uh, gently suggested to her that uh, he not attend any more company functions, uh, to which she agreed. Um, and that would have been the end of it the nice, uh, the older lady who was seated at the table um, after the, the little bit of a, of a merriment had died down that, that I had instigated and once I finished the effect, once I finished the routine and everybody was happy um, she looked at me and she, she touched my hand and she said he's, he's really a good young man, he's really um, he's really a nice, a nice young gentleman uh, he has bartended for me on my yacht several times and I don't know why I found that so funny but when she said he has tended bar for me on my yacht several times I lost it I, 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 I threw back my head and I laughed really hard and really long and so did everyone around me including the lady who used the line I'm not sure she knew why she was laughing but she did so is there a moral to this story? I don't know don't be a goofus um, <laughs> don't be a goofus uh, these things happen. This is one of just the many stories that happen while I'm out on the road. I hope you enjoyed that little bit. The rest of the night went fairly well. I packed up. The The client was very happy. The client's bosses were very happy. Uh, the only person who left uh, was Goofus. The only person who left unhappy was Goofus. And unfortunately, he did that to himself. Um, there you go that's my story. That was my St. Augustine story. Oh, there's more to it. I'm sorry. Not not involving the show itself. Um, but, but the little coincidences that happen out on the road. Uh, while in St. Augustine, I put up on my social media that I was there. I shared some pictures of some, some of the beautiful uh, ocean views and some of the things that I got to see because I was there. And a, an old dear friend of mine, Brett Blackshear, uh, messaged me and said, you're in St. Augustine. I live in St. Augustine. I haven't seen Brett in Gosh, two, three years at least, um, and and not a lot of quality time. Even in that, turned out he lived about two miles away from the hotel I was staying in. So Easter Sunday evening, I got to go and spend some time with him and his beautiful family, and uh, and share fellowship and stories and food and beverages and and love uh, in his home. By sheer coincidence, I just had—I didn't even know he was there. Um, and we got to share some time together, and uh, that's the beautiful end to this interesting little story. Hey, it is uh, it's the end of uh, end of April, and April's been brutal in some ways, and it's been harsh in some ways, but today there's a light breeze, and a blue sky, and a green canopy around me. I've got uh, I've got a very interesting life. I have a very, very interesting, amazing, astonishing, beautiful life that I am grateful for. And I have people around me that enhance it and make it even more so. I will talk to you very soon. It won't be as long between this one and the next one as it was from the last one. Um, check out A Little Spider and see what you think and I'd love your feedback on anything you'd like to say or any questions you may have Um, I'm grateful to be here and I'm grateful for you and I hope that there's love where you are